Our scripture, I, I want to say a few things. Uh, I don't want you to forget the 27th. Uh, that's this Friday night. Uh, our couples ministry has organized our church going to the Onslow Community Outreach Homeless Shelter from 5.30 to 7 o'clock uh, and bringing food and feeding the homeless that are in our city. And uh, if you're not out of town, if you're here and, uh, and you would like to give back into the community, give back, you're probably going to have a lot of food left over, I would imagine, over the uh, Christmas season. We would love for you and your family to sign up to uh, go and represent not only our church, but to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and to give back. I believe there's probably about eight or nine who has already signed up from Wednesday night. We would love for you and your family to go as well. I, I think at the same time, I think it would be absolutely an incredible thing, not only for couples, but also families to do, especially in lieu of, of many of you parents know what the Christmas season is going to do. It, it, it will, I think if you take your family, it, it would give your family an appreciation uh, for the life that they have. And, uh, and so whoever it is, it's open, our couples ministry is organizing it, but it is for everyone to participate in, in our church. And we would love for you to do that. Uh, again, it's from 5.30 to 7. You need to bring a dish, but you can sign up. It's on the counter right out front. You can sign up and, uh, and let us know you are going or you and your family are going or you and your spouse or significant other or whatever it might be. We would love for you to sign up and, and participate in that this Friday night. Also, our women's ministry is going to be having a fellowship uh, on January the 3rd. Uh, so not this. Well, I guess it's a couple of Friday nights from now, but on January the 3rd at 7 o'clock, we ask for all the ladies to bring a cover dish that night, and it's going to be a fantastic night. We want to you, all the ladies to go ahead and mark that down, that you're going to be able to be here. Uh, also, many have asked, no Wednesday night service this week. Enjoy your family on Christmas Day, and so uh, we will be back here on January 1. We're going to be having service next Sunday. I want to see you here. And then we're going to be having service on January 1st at our regular 7 o'clock. And then with your communion cups, our ushers will be at the doors on the way out. If you'll just take them, not leave your trash in the sanctuary. We have another service right after this. If you'll drop them in the trash at the uh, very uh, back as you're leaving, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, I want to thank everyone who might be your first time here. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us at our Christmas service. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you coming out. And we have a gift for you, and we'd love a chance to meet you. And at the counter, right outside the sanctuary, somebody will be there. Uh, we'd love to shake your hand. Thank you personally for coming and worshiping with us today, and plus give you a gift of coming. And then our prayer team will be right down front. You know, sometimes the Christmas holidays brings joy to people and sometimes it is hard for people our prayer team will be down front we would love to pray with you after service about any need no matter how small no matter if it's as small as a toothache or as big as cancer we're willing to pray for every single thing in your life because we believe god can turn any situation around in your life john chapter number one verse number one 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to talk to you on Jesus was a world changer. Yeah. Over the month of December, we have been talking about being a world changer. And today we're talking about the one who is a world changer. And has already proven that his name is Jesus. Lord, we love him. We bless you. And we thank you for this day that you've given us. Lord, we just ask for you to touch our time together. Be with us. Give hope to someone today. And we'll bless you. For in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. To me, this verse is one of the most fascinating verses in all of the Bible. Uh, it, it is hard for me to just comprehend that and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That in him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. And that word was made flesh. The same word that was in the beginning. The same word that created everything. That word was made flesh. And tabernacle dwelt among us. And we got to see his glory. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of truth. We were able to see who God is because of Jesus. We were able to know him. We were able to have relationship with him. People were able to actually touch him. The Word was made flesh. 
and dwelt among us. I don't have much time today, so I'm going to jump right in. And I want to talk to you a few reasons why Jesus came. If I preach this to its entirety, we'd be here for the rest of the evening. So I'm going to pull out a few truths, and I'm going to talk to you about them for about 10 minutes. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came to deal with the sin issue. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, chapter number 1, verse number 15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of which I am chief. That Jesus came to save sinners. The fact of the matter is everyone in this room has the same problem. And the same problem is sin. That we all have that same problem. But Jesus came to save sinners. <laughs> the Bible says that we all have that sin. And we all have come short of the glory of God. That there is none righteous. No, not one. That there is not a righteous person in this room. That there is not a person in this room who has ever not sinned. And Jesus came because he loved you and I enough to deal with our sin issue. If I could have dealt with my own sin issue, I would have dealt with it a long time before I came to Jesus. Matter of fact, maybe some of you, this will resonate with you what I say about me. I did try to deal with my own sin. And every time I tried to deal with my own sin, it just got worse. Every time I tried to get right, I got worse. And every time I tried to, to, to stop doing something, I, I ended up doing it more a week later. But then I came to Jesus. And Jesus did for me what I couldn't do for myself. Jesus put new desires in me that I did not have. He came to fill the void that sin was causing. My sin was pushing people away from me. My sin was pushing things away from me. My sin was destroying my own life and I could not deal with it. But one day, Coming off of a mountain in Western North Carolina, I said yes to Jesus and his calling for my life. <coughs> and at that moment, Jesus did for me what I could not do for my own self. Jesus came in the flesh, in the flesh, born, came in the flesh to deal with the sin issue. Number two, Jesus came to erase the misconception of God. Jesus came to erase the misconception people had about God. For if you want to know who God is, all you have to do is look at Jesus. Jesus came to erase 
misconceptions that everyone has about God. John 1, verse number 18, says, No man has seen God at any time, only the Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So he said, No man has seen God, but you've seen Jesus. And since you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. You see, I grew up in traditional church. And there was a lot said about God that when I started reading the Bible, I found out that wasn't really true. You see, when I started reading the Bible and understanding who Jesus was, I started realizing who God truly was. That God was love. He was joy. That I thought if I came to Jesus, I would have a worse time in life than I had before. Only to realize he'd give me a joy that I never had before. In everything I was doing in sin, trying to get that fulfillment, the day I came to Jesus, he gave me that fulfillment. That Jesus came to erase every misconception. You see, I used to be one that I would sit in church as a kid. And hear preaching. And and in a thunderstorm, I would be terrified. Because I would think it could be this storm that he strikes me down. It could be this storm that lightning's about to hit. And and you know, I I took the little boy's bike and brought it back to him without asking permission. And God's real mad at me right now for that. And then when I came to Jesus, I realized he was full of grace. Yes. He was full of love. He was full of peace. That I realized I was fighting what people told me about God. But I wasn't fighting God. And there's somebody in this room who you have been fighting a wrong uh, misinterpretation of who God is. <coughs> You have been fighting a misconception of who God is. That God might not be who you were told he was. And you've been fighting that off only to know, realize, I've been really fighting off love. I've been really fighting off my purpose in life. I've really been fighting off Someone saving me from all of my sins. I'm fighting off someone who's going to give me a new beginning. And who's going to erase all of my past. And who's going to let me have a fresh start. I'm fighting off heaven. Jesus came to erase the misconception we have about God. A woman sinned greatly and Jesus said, hey, everybody else was throwing stones and Jesus said, hey, I don't condemn you. Just go and don't sin no more. I'm not going to bring it back up in your face. I'm not going to manipulate you about it. I'm not going to try to control you about it. I'm just going to say, hey, don't go do that no more. I forgive you. Jesus came to erase every misconception you and I have about God. Number three, man, I'm preaching quick. 
You come next Sunday, that point would have lasted 20 minutes. <laughs> Jesus came to express the love of God. John 3, verse number 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, you ought to just say, I'm a whosoever. No, I'm a whosoever. That whosoever would believe in Jesus would not perish, but they would have life everlasting. That Jesus came, he was born in this season to express the love of God. He expressed that love in John chapter number four to the woman at the well. She had had five husbands. The one man she was living with now wasn't her husband. She had had a terrible past, the Bible says. And Jesus showed up and did three things for her. Number one, he forgave her past. The majority of people in this room, our past, folks. And the great thing about Jesus is he forgives a man or a woman of their past. It makes no difference what you did. It makes no difference where you did it. It makes no difference how bad it was. Jesus forgives anyone of your past. Number two, he gave that woman at the well a purpose in life. If I feel like there's anything terrible in life, it is living life without purpose. Living life not knowing why am I here, Jesus will give you purpose. Jesus will give you a new start. Jesus will let you understand why you have the family that you have, why you have the relationships that you have, why you live in the city that you live in, why you have the occupation that you have, why you have the people in your life. Jesus will give you a purpose for everything in your life. Amen. That you are not in this place in your life by an accident. That you're not in this place in your life because you just happened to get here. For Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I already knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's belly, I had already ordained you and I had sanctified you. God said before you ever got here, I had a purpose for your life. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that you're still living, which tells me you still have purpose in life. Amen. Amen. Some of you might be saying in this holiday season, and I don't know who this is for, I can't take life anymore. The fact that you are able to wake up today and the fact that you are breathing today says that God still has purpose for you today. Don't you take away from God what God gave you today. God gave you a purpose in this day. And if you come to God, he tells you the purpose. And number three, Jesus gives this woman eternal life. God gave her eternal life. Number four, Jesus came to enable all of us to have a relationship with God. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 17, says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and all things are become new. And all things are of God, watch this, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus, 
and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses upon them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. The fact Jesus came so that you and I can have a relationship with God. I don't want you to raise your hand right now, but if I was to ask you to raise your hand, of how many of you want to go to heaven one day? Every person in this room will say, well, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is hell. So who wants to go to heaven? Everyone in this room would raise their hand. Everyone in this room would say, I want to go to heaven. What's this? Why would you want to spend forever with someone who you don't want anything to do with today? Jesus. Jesus. You see, everyone wants to go to heaven. But do you realize what you're saying by that is, yes, I want to go to heaven. What you're saying is, I want to spend forever with Jesus. But yet, I say I want to spend forever with Jesus. But yet, I don't want to serve him today. I want to spend forever with Jesus, but I don't want to talk to him today. I don't want to have a relationship with him today. I don't want to obey him today. It is a contradiction to say I one day want to go to heaven, but I want nothing to do with Jesus today. I want to tell each and every one of you, not only did Jesus want you to go to heaven and have eternal life, but Jesus came so that you can have a relationship with God today. No matter how bad you have been, Jesus can restore everything in your life today. No matter how bad and how terrible things have gotten in your life, Jesus came so that you can have a relationship with God today. And number five, and I'm done. Jesus came to show that God is good. I used to think that God was looking every day to punish you. I thought at any given moment at church the roof could cave in and would just cave in on me because I was that guy. I thought that God was always looking to get me. And I thought People serve God and live for God out of fear. And I thought it was absolute ignorance. Me being a college graduate that looked at things from an analytical point of view, I thought all of those pathetic Christians who serve God out of fear. I'm going to live life to the fullest. Not realizing I had a misconception of who God was. You see John 10, verse number 10. 
says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come, that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. You see, I thought people serve God because out of fear, I'm so scared, I'm afraid. And I thought it was so ignorant until I started actually understanding God and realizing people serve God. I'm not saying all people, but there are some people who are serving God, not because out of so much fear of God, but because he's given them life yes. and he's given them life abundantly and he's given them joy in life. Psalms 100 verse number five says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. For God is good. What's this? God does good things. If I can get anything in your heart today, it's that God is good, and God does good things. He does good things in my life. He does good things in your life. He's good. Now watch this. And if what's going on in my life isn't good, then God's not done. If it's not good, God's not done. If what's going on in my life is not good, then there is hope that God's still working. And it's not done. My life's not done. Things are not done. Because God doesn't stop until everything is good. For all things work together for the good of them who are called according to his purpose. So today, maybe you are a Christian. And you're saying there's some things in my life in this Christmas season. That is not good today. Then I want to tell you. God's not done. Amen. He's still working things out. This is not the way it's always going to be. This is not the way it is. You, you, you don't have to just settle. God's not done with your life yet. Amen. So today. To that person. Who may feel. As if I'm in a tough place in my life. I want to tell you God's not done. And I know God's not done because God is good. Amen. But maybe I'm talking to someone today who you came to a Christmas service honestly because someone asked you to. You came to a Christmas service because it's Christmas. I've got all these misconceptions about God. I just want to tell you today that Jesus loves you. He came for you. Do you know if you would have been the only person who needed him, we'd all be celebrating Christmas? Because you needed him. And he just still came. That I'm perchance. Fighting off 
misconceptions I have about God. Misconceptions I have about church people. I want to tell you something. Just between you and I, nobody else will know this. Just our little secret. I don't like all church people either. And I'm the pastor. But that still doesn't stop me from serving God. Because God is good. Somebody said, Pastor John, do you believe there's a hell? Absolutely. If I believe in a heaven, I've got to believe in a hell. And the Bible clearly tells me about it. Someone says, do you serve God so you don't go to hell? Maybe for a little bit. But with what? I've been serving Jesus now for over two decades. And here's what I can tell all of you. If there was no hell, I'd still serve Jesus. Yes. Yes. Because he's been that good. Heaven. Streets of gold. Gates of pearl. Walls of jasper. Mansion upon mansion. The angelic host. The throne room of God. Eternity. But if the streets of gold was mud up to my knees, if the gates of pearl was a beat down picket fence, and if my mansion was a run down shack, I'd still want to go. To see Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus as a Savior, maybe you believe in Him, maybe, maybe you've been taught about Him, but maybe you just haven't really fully surrendered your life yet to Him. Maybe you've had some misconceptions about God. And maybe today on this Christmas service, you would like to open up your life to God. I don't embarrass people. If you're in here, I don't embarrass you. What I do is I pray for you. That's all I do. And I ask Jesus to do the work in your life. And if you're in this room, I want to tell you, today, God, you can end 2019 with a clean slate. You can enter into this Christmas season knowing all of your sins have been forgiven. And if you're in this room and you would like to say yes to Jesus today, you would like for Jesus not only to save your life, but to forgive all of your sin, to give you a new beginning. I won't embarrass you, but I will pray for you. No one's looking.
And if you'll just say, Pastor John, would you pray for me? I certainly will. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Just so that I can know who to pray for. And right now, if you would like to say yes to Jesus, on the count of three, would you just raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor, through your Christmas season? And I will. Let me tell you something. There's many of you who are going to be fighting making a decision for Jesus today. And I want to tell you the greatest Christmas present you can give somebody who's been praying for you is to let them know on this Christmas season I'm going to stop fighting and I'm going to serve Jesus. If you're in here and you say, Pastor John, would you pray for me that I would say yes to Jesus? I certainly will. On the count of three, would you raise your hand real high and just say pray for me? the count of three. One, two, three. Raise a high. God bless you. 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 You can put your hands down. There's 15. Would you rise? Is there anybody else who didn't raise their hand, but you would say, I want to say yes to Jesus today? On the count of three, if you haven't raised your hand yet, I'll wait on you. You're worth it. Yes. You can just say, hey, that's me. I didn't raise my hand earlier, but I should have. I've, there's already been 15 who raised their hand. Pray for me, Pastor John. Just raise it right now. Right, right now. Just God bless you. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There's 18. I'm going to say this prayer, and I want you to pray after me. But here's what I want to tell all of you 18 who just raised your hand. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I read it earlier. That if you would just believe in Jesus, you'd never perish. But you'd have everlasting life. You see, the wages of sin is death. If I die without a relationship with God, I'm forever separated from God. But the gift of God is eternal life. So today God is wanting to give each of you 18 a gift. Well, how do I receive this gift? The Bible tells me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With the heart you believe. And with the mouth you confess that Jesus is Lord. Matter of fact, I'm going to say a prayer. And for you 18 who are really serious. I'm going to ask you to say this prayer after me. But you're not just going to be saying it by yourself. Because the rest of us in this church, man, we're really happy for you. And we really celebrate with you. Yes. And we're going to help you pray this prayer out loud. Would everyone repeat this prayer out loud after me? Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. I ask you now. Come into my life. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose for me. And today, I make you my Lord and my Savior. I will live for you.
for the rest of my life. From this day forward, I am a Christian in Jesus. Now, if you're sitting beside someone, I want you to take the person's hand you're sitting next to. I want you to just take the person's hand sitting next to you. And I told you I'm not going to embarrass you. And I won't. But I want to tell all of you something. Many of you, that person's hand you're holding. That person's hand you're holding. It would make their Christmas. To know. That you asked Jesus into your life. It would be the greatest Christmas of their whole life. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm not going to ask you to squeeze it to death. But if today you said yes to Jesus, would you just take that hand that you're holding and would you just squeeze it just a little bit to let them know, hey, I said yes to Jesus today. It lets them know today I said yes to Jesus. Why am I doing that? Because the Bible says if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before God. So I'm going to let someone sitting right next to me know, today I said yes to Jesus. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to serve him. Father, I ask for you to bless all of these who gave their life to you today. Touch their heart. Touch their life. Empower them. Lord, we pray for them today. We pray that you surround them with right people to live this life victorious in you. Lord, we pray that your spirit will so much indwell in them that you will immediately begin having relationship with each and every person. Lord, we give you praise today. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Miss Teresa, would you stand up? Miss Teresa is our office administrator here at our church. And I have written a devotional for every single person who gives their life to Jesus. And she will be right down front afterwards. And if you 18, listen, there's no shame in it. You come up and say, hey, can I get one of those books? And can I start reading it? Listen, we, gotta, we wrote it just for you to be able to help and encourage you to live this life for Jesus and she'll be right down front in that office. All you got to do is ask her and she'll give you one of those books. Well, I feel good today. Yeah. 18 people ain't going to go to hell. going to start 2020 with a relationship with God. Yeah. Amen. 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 It's the greatest joy. It's why Jesus came. Jesus came for you. He came for you. A year and a half ago, a hurricane came through. And when the hurricane came through, we had went our baptistry at our church to another church for them to have baptism service. And when the hurricane came through, it ripped the roof off of that church. And our baptistry was destroyed. And so for the last 
year and a half, we have not been able to baptize anyone. And baptism, and you're supposed to follow up salvation with baptism. And for the last year and a half, we have not been able to baptize anyone. And there's a whole lot of people in our church that needs baptizing. Yes. 34 people said yes to Jesus last Sunday. 18 have said yes to Jesus so far today. What, what, what's, that, what's 34 plus 18? A lot. <laughs> 52. 52 people in. And not even including this next service we're about to go into. Right. Be baptized. Yeah. Yeah. And our entire offering today is not only going to purchase a new baptistry, but our entire offering, Levi came to me in the sound booth and said, there's a lot of stuff back there we need. Ms. Teresa has told me there's a lot of maintenance issues that we need. Everything that we're bringing today, we've been asking our church to really pray about giving your very best. And if your best is a dollar, then that's your best. Is your If your best is $1,000, $10,000, that's your best. And I believe God's going to get the glory when everyone does their best. And many of you, 10 years from now, you might not even be in our church any longer. But because of what you do today, people are still going to be baptized because of what you did today. So today we trust that each and every person and each and every family will do your best. And whatever your best is, we believe that need is going to be met on this Christmas Sunday. I want you to grab your tithes and your offerings in your hand. And if you need a tithing and offering envelope, you can raise your hand if you didn't pick